The world is no longer divided into the just and unjust, but into masters and slaves. He who is right is he who enslaves. The housekeeper is right, not the victims of torture. The German officer who tortures and the one who executes the SS men transformed into grave diggers, these are the reasonable men of this new world. Look around you and see if it isn't still the case. Violence has a stranglehold on us. Inside every nation and in the world at large, mistrust, resentment, greed, and the race for power are manufacturing a dark, desperate universe in which each man is condemned to live within the limits of the present. The very notion of a future fills him with anguish, for he is captive to abstract powers, starved and confused by harried living, and estranged from nature's truths, from sensible leisure and simple happiness. So that's, um, I should have explained what that was first. Albert Camus, The Human Crisis, read by Viggo Morganson. It's beautiful because he opens, it's midway through. It's about 35 minutes into the speech. You can see it on YouTube. Um, he had just finished criticizing uh, Sartre, uh, this idea that uh, everything is permitted, um, and references the master and slave uh, idea um, from Nietzsche. Um, but I love this section here. Hold on. Perhaps you who dwell in this still happy America do not... Oh, sorry, I didn't back up. And in the world at large, mistrust, resentment, greed, and the race for power are manufactured into great right, not the victims of torture. The German officer who tortures and the one who executes the SS men transformed into grave diggers, these are the reasonable men of this new world. Look around you and see if it isn't still the... Well, look around and see if it isn't true. It is still true. So these reasonable men could be the pseudo-modern men of young could be the last man of Nietzsche. It could be the hollow man of uh, Eliot. I mean, it could be the people just walking about as zombies. I'm not a fan of that uh, trope in philosophy, but just uh, empty, uh, hollow of meaning and sustenance. <laughs> Anyways, I digress. So that first section there, we talked about um, living in the present, stuck in the present, and uh, a future um, being something uh, that's painful to think about. Look what we've created with these people who are afraid of an environmental crisis or a social crisis or an economic crisis. But it even speaks to the book, The McMindfulness, that they have twisted mindfulness, and I've explained what this is. It is to be present, but it's to be aware of the truths of what's proper, you know, minimizing ego, minimizing a belief in permanence, but understanding we're all part of a system. That's an important part of it, right? The idea of how you invest your retirement uh, funds impacts the universe and yourself, right? McMindfulness wrote about this idea that they're teaching these kids in the military to be mindful as they mow people down with a machine gun. I'm using rhetoric here. Please don't don't go too far on that example. It is in the book, but it's probably the worst example. But the idea of being uh, pseudo-mindful, the idea that um, you're not actually being present, you're avoiding presence. And so Vigo goes on, so listen a little bit more. He goes on and talks about um, three concepts that I think are very important. Uh, Albert Camus, who 
I think, is foundational, especially today with the, uh, the influence of Sartre. Um, we need a balancing influence. Case. Violence has a stranglehold on us. Inside every nation and in the world at large, mistrust, resentment, greed, and the race for power are manufacturing a dark, desperate universe in which each man is condemned to live within the limits of the present. The very notion of a future fills him with anguish, for he is captive to abstract powers. And that's what we're living today. Abstract powers. Where we don't really know. Uh, we're all struggling to find our grammar, and even the government, uh, our leaders themselves, are struggling to find their way. And worse yet, as maybe uh, different layers of abstraction as far as what they tell us and what they really want, right? Very abstract. Starved and confused by harried living. I mean, we talked about this. If the mind is constantly anxious, anxious, harried, but that could be Carl Friston's free energy, the idea uh, that left idle, the mind produces anxieties. Right? So we're being traumatized. Uh, again, Nietzsche's idea of the master and the slave uh, was this idea that we were made to believe that it was normal for the master to have, and, um, you know, or what, what's the expression they use that um, what, what is good for Job is not good for the ox? Right? This idea of master and slave. Right? So being harried, it actually uh, uh, dehumanizes us, in a sense. Uh, if we're, again, talking about presence, um, trauma, stress, uh, impinges on our ability to be present and to be logical. So therefore, according to Nishitani, then if we're not being present, then we're pseudo-people, right? So we're not... Um, actual human beings were just human doings, right? Without that second character, that means the portal to time without presence. Do we really exist? And estranged from nature's truths, from sensible leisure and simple happiness. Oh. Living and estranged from nature's truths, from sensible leisure and simple happiness. So, and there's a beautiful reference to essentially Emerson. I mean, Emerson wrote an entire treatise on this idea of nature. Nature being healing and um, educational, but it also was our portal, <laughs> see what I did there, to uh, the divine, uh, to even an appreciation of the self, because, I mean, he wrote about that extensively as well. So I thought this was beautiful. Uh, again, let's try to go back and we'll listen to it again uh, of torture, the German For if nothing is true or false, good, good the power, which is how the world came to be ruined by the will to power, ruled by the will to power and consequently terror. For if nothing is true or false, good, good or bad, and if only, if the only value is efficiency, the rule of the day is to be the most efficient, meaning the most, the strongest. The world is no longer divided into the just and unjust, but into masters and slaves. He who is right is he who enslaves. The housekeeper is right, not the victims of torture. The German officer who tortures and the one who executes the SS men transformed into grave diggers, these are the reasonable men of this new world. Look around you and see if it isn't still the case. 
Violence has a stranglehold on us. Inside every nation and in the world at large, mistrust, resentment, greed, and the race for power are manufacturing a dark, desperate universe in which each man is condemned to live within the limits of the present. The very notion of a future fills him with anguish, for he is captive to abstract powers, starved and confused by harried living, and estranged from nature's truths, from sensible leisure and simple happiness. So there you go. Highly recommend. Uh, I've mentioned it more than once, Albert Camus. I think um, a prophet uh, for our times. And we've talked about this before, the sad truth that um, um, I never really understood at first. Uh, so Nietzsche, in his Flies of the Marketplace from uh, Zarathustra, talks about how all great truths are formulated, formulated away from the marketplace. And, of course, he does in it uh, also mention that... Um, the marketplace denatures all great new ideas, um, berates the people, makes fun of them. But there's also this idea um, that you're creating for future generations, not for, for now, right? With the majority always being wrong, that any new truths um, are actually created for future generations. 